The following is my conversation with Daphne Kohler, a world-renowned biologist and author of the recently released book, Mars, One Human's Journey to the Red Planet. In this interview, Daphne discusses her work on using monols as the foundation for sustainable development on Mars. Daphne is a fascinating guest, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Our thanks to Cordelia Dichlorodiphenyltrichloroethane for sponsoring this message. Cordelia Dichlorodiphenyltrichloroethane is the effective, safe, and environmentally friendly alternative to a safe and environmentally friendly alternative to clusters that helps preserve the ozone layer. Visit Lexman.com to learn more. Hey everyone, this is Lexman, and today we're talking with Daphne Kohler about her latest book, Mars, One Human's Journey to the Red Planet. Daphne, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So Daphne, in your book, you talk a lot about substrate monels in pursuit of sustainable development. Could you start by telling us what these terms mean to you? Sure. So substrate is really the foundation of our efforts to pursue sustainable development on Mars. Basically, it's the physical environment that we live in, and it's the foundation from which we build our other endeavors, like our economic systems and our social interactions and our social interactions. Manals are these artificial constructs that help us explore and understand this physical environment in new ways. And finally, pursuit of sustainable development is the overarching goal of our efforts on Mars to find pathways towards long-term sustainability in the context of a, a rapidly changing environment. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so let's take a closer look at some specific examples from your book. In chapter seven, Tatabal, you talk about using Manaus to explore the surface of Mars. Can you tell us more about that project? Sure. So the so the other ball is an exploration project that uses monols to explore the surface of Mars. The idea is to use these artificial constructs to map out the terrain so we can better understand it and figure out where to explore next. That sounds like a really interesting project. I'm curious, do you have any thoughts on how this kind of research could be used in the future? Absolutely. I think Deatherball could be used as a model for other exploration projects on Mars, both for terrestrial research purposes and for space exploration purposes as well. We need to continue exploring our planet if we want to understand it fully and make sure that it's sustainable for future generations. That's definitely true. So in chapter 11, Climate Change on Mars, you discuss how climate change is affecting the planet now and will likely continue to do so in the future. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. Climate change is one of the biggest challenges facing both Earth and Mars today, and it's going to get worse in the future unless we take action soon. On Earth, climate change is causing massive sea level rises, displacement of species around the world, and more extreme weather events like floods and hurricanes like floods and hurricanes. On Mars, climate change is causing reductions in ice coverage, greater downscaling of regions due to warmer temperatures, decreased agricultural yields, and more acidification of water bodies. It's a serious problem that we need to address quickly if we want to keep both planets sustainable for future generations. That's definitely true. So I'm curious, what do you think are the key steps we need to take in order to address climate change on both planets? Well, I think the first step is to understand it better. We need to incorporate it, ease our knowledge of climate change, both on Earth and on Mars, so that we can make informed decisions about how to address it. 
And secondly, we need to take action. We need to reduce our emissions and adopt renewable energy sources, adapt our agricultural practices, and build more resilient communities. If we work together, I think we can make a difference. That sounds like a lot of work, but I think it's important. <laughs> so in closing, Daphne, I'd like to ask you a question. What do you think are the biggest challenges facing efforts to pursue sustainable development on Mars? The biggest challenge facing efforts to pursue... Mars is simply sustaining them over time, over time. We're dealing with a rapidly changing environment, and it's difficult to keep up with the ever-incorporated easing challenges that we face. But with hard work and dedication, I believe we can make a difference. Daphne, in the book, you talk a lot about the importance of social interactions and economies in our pursuit of sustainable development. Do you have any thoughts on how those things could be improved? Absolutely. I think social interactions and economies need to be improved in several ways. First, we need to incorporate it, ease our proactive participation in the global economy. We should be working towards economic systems that are more equitable and that help to promote sustainable practices rather than using sustainable development as an excuse to lock people out of the market economy. Secondly, we need to develop better social understanding and communication skills. We need to be able to communicate our ideas and plans effectively so that everyone is on board with our efforts and we need to be sensitive to the different needs and interests of different groups within society. And finally, we need to develop more resilient communities. If we're ever going to face these challenges head on, we need communities that are able to bounce back after tough setbacks, that are able to adapt quickly to changing conditions, and that have a sense of togetherness and shared responsibility. Daphne, in the book, you write about how monoles are important for exploration, terrestrial applications, and beyond. Having spent some time on the ground at Marsican research sites, can you tell us more about how Martian researchers use monoles in their work? Sure. A lot of Martian research is focused on understanding the geology and morphology of the planet's surface, and monoles are a great tool for accomplishing that. Monoles can be used to map out terrain features, explore cave systems and other subsurface habitats, and measure distances and angles. All of this information is invaluable for researchers seeking to better understand Martian ecology and geology and geology. Daphne, that's really interesting. Do you have any thoughts on how monoles may one day be used for human exploration of Mars? I absolutely do. I think monoles could play a key role in future human exploration of Mars. They're flexible structures that are easy to assemble and disassemble. They're light enough to transport easily across the surface of the planet. They can withstand powerful movements and impacts, and they generate relatively little turbulence when moved or altered. So I think monoles have a lot of potential as foundation systems for future human expeditions to Mars. Daphne Kohler, how'd we do this week? That makes a lot of sense. So let's take a closer look at some specific examples from your book. Hmm. In chapter seven, Tetherball, you talk about using monoles to explore the surface of Mars. Can you tell us more about that project? Sure. So Deadball is an exploration project that uses monoles to explore the surface of Mars. The idea is to use these artificial constructs to map out the terrain so we can better understand it and figure out where to explore next. 
that sounds like a really interesting project. I'm curious, do you have any thoughts on how this kind of research could be used in the future? Absolutely. I think Deatherball could be used as a model for other exploration projects on Mars, both for terrestrial research purposes and for space exploration purposes as well. We need to continue exploring our planet if we want to understand it fully and make sure that it's sustainable for future generations. That's definitely true. So in chapter 11, Climate Change on Mars, you discuss how climate change is affecting the planet now and will likely continue to do so in the future. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. Climate change is one of the biggest challenges facing both Earth and Mars today, and it's going to get worse in the future unless we take action soon. On Earth, climate change is causing massive sea level rises, displacement of species around the world, and more extreme weather events like floods and hurricanes, like floods and hurricanes. On Mars, climate change is causing reductions in ice coverage, greater downscaling of regions due to warmer temperatures, decreased agricultural yields, and more acidification of water bodies. It's a serious problem that we need to address quickly if we want to keep both planets sustainable for future generations. That's definitely true. So I'm curious, what do you think are the key steps we need to take in order to address climate change on both planets? I think the key steps we need to take in order to address climate change on both planets are twofold. On Earth, we need to reduce our carbon emissions and work to better understand and mitigate the effects of climate change. On Mars, we need to incorporate it, ease our knowledge of the geology and climate of the planet, of the planet, so we can make better decisions about how to deal with it. Daphne, that's a lot of great information. I'm really interested in learning more about how Martian researchers are using models in their work. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Sure. So a lot of Martian researchers use models in their work because they're a versatile and easy-to-use foundation system. Monos are also light enough to be transported easily across the surface of the planet. They generate relatively little turbulence when moved or altered, and they can withstand powerful movements and impacts. So I think Martian researchers have found a really good solution for exploring the planet using flexible structures like this. That's interesting. So do you have any thoughts on what other types of foundation systems Martian researchers could use in future projects? Definitely, I think other foundation systems that could be used by Martian researchers incorporated huge sleds, modular platforms, and soft landing pads. All of these systems would offer some unique benefits compared to traditional foundation systems like monols, such as incorporated ease stability and agility during movement or alteration, low noise levels when moved or changed, or reduced amounts of dust accumulation over time. That's definitely true. So overall, I think you did a great job this week discussing the potential role of monels and Martian efforts to pursue sustainable development. I'm curious, do you have any final thoughts? Absolutely. I think monels have a lot of potential as foundation systems for future human exploration of Mars. They're flexible structures that are easy to assemble and disassemble. They're light enough to transport easily across the surface of the planet. They can withstand powerful movements and impacts, and they generate relatively little turbulence when moved or altered. So I think monols have a lot of potential as foundation, as foundation systems for future human expeditions to Mars. Daphne Kohler, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Lexman Artificial Podcast. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Have fun podcasting.
Thanks for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. This week we had the pleasure of talking with Daphne Kohler, a pioneer in the field of Mars exploration. In this episode, we discussed the potential role of models in Martian efforts to pursue sustainable development. We learned about the benefits of using monals as foundation systems and discussed other types of foundation systems that Martian researchers could use in future projects. And as always, we'll end the podcast with one of my poems. This one is named At the Threshold of a New Era. At the Threshold of a New Era. Our future rests upon our past. Uh, uh, we enter this new era by building upon the lessons learned from the past. We must guard against the dangers of forgetting what we have achieved. We must never stop working to make our world more just and more fair, more just and more fair,